he's gay. I mean, he's gay, excuse me, he's blind. If you're at lunch, or if you have no appetite, now is a good time to switch off the radio. It will not be pleasant listening. Welcome to the Lawrence Ross Show. You sound a little taller on radio. A two-hour weekly exploration into the mind of a man who calls it like he sees it, but he can't see his audience. So what if I'm blind? At least I don't have to look at your ugly face. Want to mix it up with this guy? Call or text the comment line. 813-602-2715. Pick up a phone and dial that number. Hope you enjoy the program because no refunds will be issued. And we'll do it live! I took a course in Hallelujah. I went to night school for deep the Lawrence Ross Show. What is happening, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. We'd love to hear from you this beautiful Friday evening, 813-602-2715. A lot of ground to cover, but first, as is tradition, as is tradition... Mayweather will be taking on a very cocky internet personality over this coming weekend. All that and much, much more. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Lawrence Ross Show on RazRadioLive.com. R-A-S RadioLive.com. Uh, and also Radio Chaos, K-A-O-S dot net. Uh, give me a call tonight. We'd love to hear from you. 813-602-2715. Hopefully the phone should be working because I have, the way I have this set up is I have my, I have my iPhone and I have it in Do Not Disturb so that when I'm doing this program, I'm not distracted by any outside phone calls, but the number that I have is linked to my iPhone, so I'm not sure if, because, <clears throat> because, because last week during the show, one of my uncles tried calling in, but uh, he wasn't able to get on, uh, but, uh, uh, but we talked over the weekend, and he was very complimentary about the show. Everyone who I talked to is very, everybody who I talked to is very complimentary about the uh, program. Wait. Yes, Dewey, what's up? Yeah, everyone you talk to about the program? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, two people you talk to, right? Well, three, technically. Yeah, yeah, technically three. So you got three people checking out your show so far. And, uh, wow, 500 episodes, and you got three people tuning into your show. Wow, 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 man. You're living the dream. Screw you. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. All right. And if you want, you can always check me out on Twitter. Twitter.com. Blind Lawrence. 
And uh, so, all right. So uh, before I get into anything, before I get into general, uh, before I get into what happened in regards to this week, because uh, because because uh, because uh, something kind of crazy happened around these parts uh, over the pa- uh, over the weekend. And as well as some other stuff. But before I get into that, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to send out a very, very, uh, just want to say thank you to the brand newest uh, person who liked the page on Facebook. Thank you to Joe McKenzie. Thank you so much for liking the page. And uh, hope that you will spread the word and hopefully, uh, and, and hopefully you tell your friends and all that fine stuff. And also, uh, since since I'm in the celebratory mood, stand by. Let me get the other thing here. Okay, there we go. Okay, there we go. All right, and the the fun continues. Happy birthday out to John Williams. John currently resides in. England, but I met John many years ago. I remember the first time I met Mr. John Williams. It was in Daytona in 2002. No, actually, that's actually when it was. Uh, back in 2002, I went to this place in Daytona for about a week, and it was uh, and it was it was it was uh, to practice uh, living skills and things of that nature. And while I was there, I met this guy named John, and we instantly clicked over our fondness for. Various things, just uh, you know, the various kinds of humor and stuff like that. And he did impersonations, I did impersonations. So, 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 so we bounced off each other for a little bit, and then we, uh, and then, and then, and then we just, I don't know, uh, then we, uh, uh, then we totally lost contact. But then, five years later, I was back at the same uh, area of uh, Daytona, but this time I stayed there for nine months and i lived at this place where it's known as the orientation and adjustment center and they have uh and 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 they they, they've got several programs there for the blind one program is orientation and adjustment which is daily living skills the other program they may have other program they have is uh some sort of medical uh uh, some sort of medical program and then the third program is bep like a business enterprise program and by law, all states have to have it. And the way that works is it basically teaches blind people how to become entrepreneurs, but dealing with vending machine companies. From what I can gather is you you uh, you take this course and then and then you're officially certified to decide like where to put like like where to help out in putting vending machines in in, in various in various businesses. I think that's how it goes. Oh, and uh, oh, and a shout out, shout out to uh, um, a shout out to John. Uh, John's listening right now, I imagine. Uh, medical transcription. Thank you, John. Thank you, man. Thank you, uh, uh, John. If you're listening, man, uh, I would love to hear from you, man. Eight one three six zero two two seven one five. Man, it's 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 been too damn long, my man. But uh, yeah, so uh, um, uh, we we got uh, um, we we got. Uh, uh, we got reconnected. One, one of the people there, who was in the same program as me, I don't know how we came on. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly how. I'm not sure how this got. I'm not sure how John's name came up, but uh, uh, but uh, this uh, this woman who I was taking this uh, course with, uh, 
she said, yeah, you know, I, I, I know, I know what you're talking. I'm like, oh, well, that's really cool. I haven't talked to that guy in forever. Can you hook us up? She's like, yeah, sure. So she, uh, said, Hey, here's the guy's email. And so we've, uh, so, so we've been in contact ever since. And it's so, it's, it's so cool with social media that we're able to reconnect and all that and all that, uh, and all that fun stuff. And, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I, I think John still does radio on Sunday afternoons over there. Uh, I think, uh, three o'clock, uh, London time, I believe, uh, I, th- I think I'm. <laughs> it's 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 been it's it's been a while since I've tuned in, but uh, but uh, uh, but John, shout out to you, man, and happy birthday, man. Hope you have a great, great, great rest of the. Uh, well, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> wait, what am I saying? It's it's like it's like it's like midnight over there right now, so it's like so it's probably like June fifth, and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but anyway, but anyway, John, a shout out to you, man. Happy birthday. Hope you're having a great. Great, great time, man. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. All right. All right. All right. Fantastic, John. Uh, um, uh, uh, glad you're checking out the show tonight, man. Uh, and uh, and uh, I'll just conclude by saying the hope you and the family are doing well, my friend. Now, anyway. Uh, anyway. So. Uh, anyway. So. Uh, so onto the personal recap. Uh, so onto the personal recap. So I'm still in the process of writing the of writing the copy uh, for for the uh, uh, for the advertisement that I'm going to be putting in the paper uh, to try and get this program's name out. Hopefully, hopefully, ho- hopefully, hopefully something happens with it. Uh, but uh, but here's but here's but so. So Friday, so Friday night, I listened to the uh, show again, and just uh, you know, for 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 quality purposes, ladies and gentlemen, I don't listen to the program again, just so I can listen to it and go, oh man, that was a great segment. I'm the greatest guy ever to do this thing. No, I listen to it for quality, quality assurance and all that stuff, and I like to like, you know, make mental notes in regards to like pacing, timing, all that stuff. So did that, and then Saturday, and then Saturday. And sat then Saturday was uh, uh, Saturday was kind of a quiet day. Just it just uh, just I run the apartment and just checked out uh, some old episodes of King of the Hill, uh, and, and just uh, and, and just it just hung out and enjoyed the enjoyed the day. Then Sunday morning happens. Sunday morning, okay, here's up. So Sunday Sunday morning, it's about like oh, I'd say it's about nine something. Wait a minute, where's the? Wait a minute. Wait a second. Oh my goodness. I accidentally cleared out the thing by mistake. Oh darn it. Oh. You know, I, I accidentally banked out of the sound effect. I don't know why, but I did. No, that's not it. Hold on, I gotta look for this. No. 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 Darn it. Oh, okay. There it is. Okay. So, wait. Hang on a second. Yeah, Jim. I got a reset. You got a reset. Hey, by the way, Jim Rome's going to be uh, stopping by today. Uh, Jim Rome's going to be popping in. All right. All right. Fantastic. All right. Fantastic. All right. Fantastic. John, I will be. Uh, 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 I'll be getting a hold of you uh, sometime over the weekend, man. So just uh, uh, thank you very much, and uh, and uh, hope you enjoy the show. 
So anyway, so Sunday morning, so 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 as so I say, it's like Sunday morning. It's about like nine something in the morning, and uh, but yeah, I just got done in the shower. You know, I'm just you know just hanging around the apartment. All of a sudden, outside, all of a sudden, from outside, I hear this, and I'm like, "What in the heck is going on? What 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 what's wrong? What what seems to be going on? What's happening?" Well, turns out, wait, wait, wait a second, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, young man. Yeah. Al, on mic, please. Yeah. Young man, are you going to tell me that you're in radio or you're thinking you're going to get into radio in some capacity, young man? But let me tell you something, young man. I know what that was. That was an ambulance. Why are you playing an ambulance sound effect? You got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. Listen to me, young man. Listen to me very, very carefully, young man. All right? Because that was not an ambulance outside the apartment complex. No. No, sir. That was a fire truck. Mr. Ross. All right. So I don't have the fire truck sound effect. Sheesh. All right. So, so turns out, so turns out that right behind, uh, or shall I say right across the street from where I currently reside, there was a house. It was, it was, it was, what I can gather is, this guy, uh, this guy in the neighborhood, he had purchased several houses, and one of the houses was this orange house. And he moved, but before he moved, he boarded it up. He boarded it up, and I think I remember right. He uh, 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 either he put a sign up or someone put a sign up, and the sign said basically, "Squatters here, die here," or or something like that. Like it says something for like, "If you squat here, you die here," something like that. Well, turns well, it turns out that the place had a couple of squatters. I think it had a couple of homeless people. And long story short, from what I can gather, is a couple of homeless people who were living in the place decided to burn the place to the ground. <laughs> I don't know why, but they did. So, so, so I, so I hear that sound, and I, I, I start, I start. So, so, so I hear that sound, and, and, well, I had to go out to the dumpster anyway because I had to take some trash out. And as I'm, and I got my, I got my mask on just in case, because even though I have been, even though I have been vaccinated, I still, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still kind of a, you know, I'm still kind of a li- little bit on edge. I, st- I still want to take. The, nece- the necessary precautions and so i go, I go to uh, so i go outside and i can smell a little bit of smoke even through the mask and i'm taking the stuff out to the dumpster and then i uh uh uh, uh and then i come back a little later i'm like what 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 happened and someone explained to me i'm like oh that's what happened and then and then later on it was fully explained to me yeah there were some homeless people and the theory is they were probably cooking meth i i, I honestly don't know what they were doing i don't know what they were doing and quite frankly i really don't want to know what they were doing <laughs> cuz it does not sound like you know cuz it cuz it doesn't cuz it doesn't sound like fun uh but anyway uh so yeah so Sunday came and went, and then Monday came and went. Monday was Memorial Day, so uh, just uh, um, oh oh, but but also uh, uh, uh oh, but also uh, just uh, real quick, I uh, just want to send a shout out to the maintenance people here at the uh, uh here at the apartment complex. Uh, what happened was uh, 
uh, uh, uh, I ran into a bit of an issue. Um, uh, had a leaking toilet, and all this. Okay, so, so, <clears throat> so I wake up on Sunday morning, and all of a sudden, or no, I'm sorry, Saturday, and I realize the toilet is leaking a little bit. I'm like, eh, all right, so I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll turn the water off, and hopefully it'll stop. So, turn the water off, and then I, and then I, in a little while later, turn it back on. Then. I don't think all that much of it. Next thing I know, I wake up Sunday morning and, you know, the carpet, carpet's a little wet, floor's wet. So I'm like, oh, jeez. So I would like to say thank you to the maintenance people. The maintenance people came by and they, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and they patched it up. So, uh, yes, do we, what, what, what now, man? Oh my goodness gracious. You are such a sap. Wait, 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 hold, hold, hold on a minute. How am I a sap, man? Well, last week, well, well, last week, you got all, you know, you got all emotional because of the 500 episodes and you were kissing everyone's ass and saying, thank you, thank you for 500 episodes. I need a tissue. It wasn't that bad, man. I mean, you were there. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, what is next with you, man? Are you going to have some sort of heartfelt thing where you're like, uh, Hello, everybody. My name is Lawrence Ross. I want to say thank you to the fine people at the apartment complex for coming in and fixing my bloody... my leaking crapper. Thank you, everybody. Now I can go to the bathroom without falling on my ass. Very nice. Thank you, everybody. I greatly appreciate it. Wait, wait, wait. Stewie, what? Stewie, what? Dude, 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 whoa, 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 wait, 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 what are you doing, wait, wait, dude, dude, what are you doing playing with the computer, man, would it get something, man, because, let me just say this, man, if it weren't for the fine people at the apartment, you know, the maintenance team cleaning up the slippery floor, this would have been you in a couple of days, man, you would have been, you know, in the bathroom, maybe taking a shower, and then you, uh, you know, and then you go to sit down on the toilet, and then you slip, and then this happens to you, man! I think I broke my ass. Oh, come on, dude! <laughs> dude, it's, it's not that bad! Yeah, but look, man, I mean, water on the floor, it's not good. Yeah, I know it's not good, man. Look, dude, dude, seriously. Okay, okay, wait, wait, hold, hold, wait, wait. Turn that music off. Dude, dude, dude seriously. <laughs> You hit the wrong button, man. Yeah, I know, man. My bad. All right, try that again. <laughs> okay, okay. Turn that off, would you? Sheesh. All right. My goodness. All right. Um. So, all right. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, you and the couch potato. Yeah, you and the couch potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and the couch guys. Why don't you go sit on the couch and uh, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Go play with your iPhone or something, man. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, 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 real nice. Real nice. Real nice. Uh, you didn't hear this one, ladies and gentlemen, but Stewie just piped in my headphones and said, fuck you. I'm going to kick someone's ass in Candy Crush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good for you on your Candy Crush, man. Yeah. Yeah. Real proud of you. Real happy for you. All right, but anyway, but you know, uh, as a way of uh, as a way of dealing with the uh, the flooding toilet. I mean, I I I I don't have a flooding toilet uh, thing in my archives, 
But what I do have is, uh, hold on, where is it? Okay. Uh, since it, since it does involve uh, leaking water, uh, we'd like to roll this. This is a um, uh, fun little phone call from uh, the Jerky Boys from the Jerky Boys Two, cut number six, called Roofing, and it's on the Lawrence Ross Show. And I'll be back in about uh, two minutes. I'll be back in two and two. Chuck, you already wanna be? Shut up. Asshole. Hello? Hello. Hello. Roofing. Yeah. How you doing? Good, how are Listen, you? All right, look, I got a little problem here. I got some leaks up in the roof there. Yeah. I had some guys here yesterday, some Mexican, little Mexicans. They're up there whacking away at my roof. They tell me this, that, and the other thing. Next thing you know, it rains. I got the rain coming right down inside. I went up there. You know, they're, they're trying to show me this, that. I fired the two of the fuckers off on their fucking head. They don't know what the fuck they're doing up there. My wife's up there poking around. She's making like she knows what the fuck is up. I fired her down onto the fucking car. <laughs> hey, now, what I need here, buddy, is I need this fucking thing done right. Tell me what you can do for me. <laughs> Are you kidding no, me? No, I'm not fucking putting you on, man. This is aggravating me now. <laughs> This shit's going on a lot. My wife, she's up there poking around like she knows what the fuck she's doing. I kick her right up the fucking ass, threw her down onto the fucking car. <laughs> Show me what you can do now. I, need, I, I really need this. It's all along the side of the fucking house. The water's coming in like a sieve. <laughs> hey, this is a fucking joke, huh? Come on, buddy. Help me out here. Okay, what's your name? Frank Rizzo. Spell it. R-I-Z-Z-O. R-I-Z... Z-O. Yeah, now this problem, this has been going on for years now. You know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The rain just comes in. It's like buckets on my fucking head. It's getting out of line now. I got the fucking kids up there playing on the fucking roof. This is bullshit. Give me your address. It's 503 Fifth Street. 503 Fifth Street. All right, listen. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You go up there with the kettles, the pots, the fucking hot shit? What do you do? Talk to me. Well, I have to come see what... All right, because you know what happens here. I got a lot of fucking problems. These little these little Mexican fuckers, they were up there with the hot shit. Mm-hmm. And they're fucking joking. They were up there slapping each other with the hot mops. I don't need this kind of shit. All right? Yeah. So I had to go up there. I threw the two fuckers right down in the yard. Split their fucking heads. Out of here. Well, who'd you hire to do that? I don't know the name of the fuckers. I thought I was going to get a little break on the price. The little bastards are up on the roof running around like fucking retards. Huh. Well... Yeah. One of them come through the fucking window. He thinks he's cute. He's playing his little games. He fired his friend through my fucking window. He landed down in the living room. Hey, <laughs> I can't have this shit. Gee, many Christmas. All right, Bob. You help me out there. Okay. All right. I want you to come over here. You look at the fucking roof. You get your hands right in there and get your hands fucking dirty and you see what the problem is. Uh-huh. All right, we'll see if we can fix this shit up. Huh. Okay? Hey, I'll give you a call. All right, if I get in your way, anything like that, you fire me down into the fucking yard, okay? Okay. All right. Bye. Lawrence Ross Show. Hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, the jerky boys. Johnny and Kamal. Mm. I should do a thing on the... <clears throat> I should do a thing about them one of these days. Uh, include them in the uh, people that make me laugh uh, segment. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah. Uh, oh, I just also want to say... Uh, Shout out to Eddie Finicchiaro and all of his uh, 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 and all of his uh, uh, and all of his merry men who do uh, the ham radio show with him Wednesdays, uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, hamradioshow.com. Check him out. Eddie's got a fun show. He's a fun dude. I've known Eddie for uh, 
I've known Eddie for uh, many years on uh, Facebook and uh, discovered his uh, radio show about, uh, gosh, almost about eight years ago. And he's just, he's, he's full of energy. My man Eddie is. And uh, Eddie and all the guys, they, they have, um, have uh, hooked the guys up with uh, some merch. And uh, the guys were very complimentary. So, guys, thank you very much. And also, shout out to uh, Kevin Ahali, uh, who does uh, the Kevin Ahali show on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, and, and also on other affiliates as well. Uh, he, he does, uh, um, uh, uh, but, but, but he's, but he's, but he's known as, uh, 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 but he had to get a different name on Facebook because his current Facebook account is in Facebook jail, <laughs> which I've never been in Facebook jail. Thankfully, <laughs> I've never been in Facebook jail. I'm, I'm very happy about that. Um, there've been, uh, there have been a couple of times where I've ran afoul of a couple of people on Facebook, but nothing, but nothing, you know, but, but, but no, but no, but no one's, but no one's ever like reported anything that I've, uh, you know, no one's, no one's, I've, I've, I've never, uh, uh, I've never gotten a notification saying, Hey, uh, if you do this again, your account's going to be suspended. I've had, I've had, I've had a couple of people have to like lay the, lay the rules out and say, Hey, uh, you violated this rule here, man, within the, uh, uh, within the group or, 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 Hey, uh, uh, you posted it. Uh, uh, you said this on, on, on this, on, on, on this public page. And I'm like, yeah, well, Hey, look, you know, the public page was no good. So I'm going to rail against him. What do you think I'm going to do? And, uh, Oh, just, uh, Oh, and just, uh, um, uh, uh, Oh, and just, uh, just a little, uh, just a little thing for a future reference. Uh, if any of my Facebook friends happen to be uh, hearing this uh, program by any chance, uh, just to let all y'all know that if any of you, if any, if anyone sends me an invite to a group or a page or whatever, and it has the word memes or photographs or any sort of picture reference in the title, your request will be denied. Because if I struggle enough as it is to get people within my circle to cooperate with me with my Facebook rule of describe the damn picture when you post a picture to my timeline, uh, how exactly would me be so? How exactly would me joining a group of people who basically don't know who I am except for like one person who vouches for me and says, "Hey, you know, I, I let them in." Like, no. I'm not doing that. The only there is one exception to the rule. There's one exception to the rule. And that exception to the rule is that I'm a part of a group on Facebook and it says memes and jokes for blind folks. And and that on that page uh pictures are posted but guess what? They're actually described. So there you go with that one. So there you go with that one. How do you like them apples? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, hang on. I'm going to make way for Jim Rome, uh, but, uh, which, which, of course, means... Hold on a second. Hold on. I know that last week I didn't have it, but I think this week I... No, wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on. Oh, you got a pen? Yeah, I got a pen. I'm holding one right now. Douchebag. Shut up. All right. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, so last last week I was going to... Well, okay, hold on. Where, where is it? Where is it? Ugh, okay, hold on a minute. Stand by. Stand by. All right. Hold on. All right. Hang on. I'm going to wait for Jim Rome, but first, uh, hang on a second.
hang on, I gotta take everyone's order here. Stand by. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Stand by stand by. Now now I gotta go for I gotta go from radio host to a waiter. Hold on a minute. Okay. Alright, okay. Okay, what do you guys want? Uh alright. Root beer. Alright, root beer. Uh nachos. Make it snappy. <laughs> alright. And uh what do you want? Hot fries. Wait, wait, you're writing this. Why, why, why did I just yell that to you? You want to make me go death, you bastard? Why are you going to yell so damn loud? <laughs> Settle down. Sheesh. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Well, time for, me, time for me to make way for Jim. Take it away, Jim. Thank you very much for the praise. From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Celebrity voice impersonated. What is up? A tremendous Friday to each and every one of you in Los Angeles. I am Jim Rome. Having to be the sub of the box for some blind dude who has some sort of whack ambition of getting out of Leavenworth. With his sanity still intact. But I don't think my man has all that much sanity left. Alright. Taking a look at some of the information that I got here. Uh, just want to... Uh, Alright. Just want to comment real quick on some of these fans are getting very unruly. You know, fans. You know, let me tell you something right now, sports fan. Alright. Just because... Just because... Let me just say this right now. Just because one player throws Jiffy Pop on Russell Westbrook and another fan chucks an oyster at Trey Young doesn't mean that you should throw water bottles on the <clears throat> on the court. Not not good. Very embarrassing, clones. All right, all right, all right. Now taking a look at this. Uh, uh, this is something that happened. Say the other night on Inside the NBA, my main man, Charles Barkley, is just talking it up with his main man, Shaq. The Shaq Mac attack. You know what Shaq is like, clones. And let me just say this right now. Shaq got up and he left the room. How do you like them apples? When, when Shaquille O'Neal has left the room, that is when you know something. That is when you know that it is on. It is on and it's not coming off. All right. I don't have all that much else in regards to that, but what I do have is this. Floyd Mayweather will be taking on YouTuber Logan Paul this weekend. And Logan Paul has said that he is going to beat on Floyd Mayweather to the point that he is going to beat him and he will make Mayweather retire. My man, seriously, give up the dream and go back to doing your YouTube videos of you doing mukbang videos and reaction stuff, man. Because this guy has got to be completely delusional, clones. I'm telling you right now. And clones, let me just say, and, and clones, let me just reset. This Logan Paul guy is a bad egg. I mean, what kind of guy, what kind of dude goes into a sacred part of Japan and mocks the dead? All right, now clones, spare me all of your cannibal sex take emails. All right, I'm not reading them. All right, here's an email. Hey, Ben Smack, Logan Paul went into a forest and filmed his reaction. 
I ate some dude after making love to him, and I'm in a German prison. Signed, Germany's answer to Hannibal Lecter and Liberace. All right, that is from Roy in Tennessee. Roy, you're blocked. It is National Pride Month, man. I cannot have that kind of stuff on the air. And let me just reset for all of the clones out there who may have missed that original take from many years ago. There was a story about these two dudes who met over some dark web internet website where one guy consented to have him to basically be a sexual sacrifice. Dude offered himself up as basically a piece of meat. And clones, save me your piece of meat emails. All right. Now, I'm just going to say this right now that I do not know. That I will just say this right now. I have never seen any of Logan Paul's videos, but I gotta imagine. But I gotta imagine that my man Floyd Mayweather. I can imagine that my man Floyd Mayweather is going to beat him down as if he owed him money. Check that. Check that, clones. That is exactly is what is going to happen. All right. Coming up in the next ten minutes, gonna be talking with. My man, Dan Marino, Jim Rome Show, CBS Sports Radio. All right, it's this. <laughs> All right, it is the Lawrence Ross Show. Welcome back. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a fun little thing. Hang on, I gotta hold on. Hang on, I gotta distribute the snacks now. Bye. I mean, thank you, Drive Through. <laughs> Uh, thanks. Uh, all right. Oop. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right. Now, I just want to uh, comment seriously on what I think. Okay. Uh, now, I, I got to, uh, I got a couple, sp- uh, uh, I, I do have this uh, Logan Paul thing I want to get to real quick. Uh, from, yeah, and, and actually what, what, Jim's, what Jim Rome said is actually true. Uh, Logan Paul, okay, just, just to, uh, um, uh, uh, just to reset, just to reset for the other clothes out there. Thank you, Jim. Just to, uh, um, just to reset. Logan Paul is this guy on YouTube, and he's he he was incredibly big. He and his brother Jake, they just I don't know. It's just like you know I've I've never met those guys, and from the way that they carry themselves, it just it it does it it does it it doesn't seem like my kind of scene. All right. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, the, the 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 overall the overall attitude that these guys have is just incredibly, incredibly problematic, and they have just ran afoul of people for so long. And what Jim said was actually true. Logan Paul actually did go to Japan. He went to there's there, there's this place in Japan where they have a lot of bodies. It's 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 not a graveyard necessarily. It's like a forest. And he went in there, and he was all crass about about the the deaths of people there. And YouTube demonetized him. Basically, that means that uh, basically what that means is they they uh, um, whenever he made a video, he couldn't make any more money off of it. So so he got some hot water with that. But eventually, he bounced back. And 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 his and, and his brother and his brother Jake is no better either. And. You know, th- those are the kind of people who I don't want to do collaborations with in, in, in regards to the entertainment field. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and stay away from those people. I mean, if I were to collaborate with 
you know, when I want to collaborate with someone, I I, I, I want to make sure that it goes as smoothly as humanly possible. Now, I've gotten burnt a couple of times, as I'm pretty sure some other people have, but still, I mean, those guys I wouldn't want to collaborate with. So this this is basically my prediction as to how here's here's basically how I think this fight is going to uh, go down. So here's here's basically how I think it's going to go. I think it's going to be a one rounder. There's the bell, and here comes the ass kicking. Oh yeah! Oh 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 oh! There's another one, another one, another one, another one. I don't think anybody's going to be able to beat Floyd Mayweather. That that's that's just my opinion. And I think it's going to be much better than that. Uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. <laughs> that wasn't a little much of a fight, really. Oh, 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 man. Oh, man. Paul's taking a beating out there now, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Someone's going to be all black and blue. And now here comes the final punch. Here comes, here comes the haymaker to end it. And... Oh, good night, Moon. And now let's go over to Logan Paul for his reaction. Oh, boo-hoo. You got knocked the fuck out, man. I think Floyd Mayweather is going to win it, man. I think Mayweather is going to win it. That's just my opinion. All right. Now, today is June 4th. Now, what a lot of people... Now, today is... Now, today is June 4th. That may not seem like a big deal, but... On this day, in 1974... Uh, it was a, uh... It was, it was a, uh... It was a Tuesday... We don't give a crap about the day. Shut up. Um, but there was an event called Ten Cent Beer Night. And this is explained by the Weird History Channel. And it's not the usual narrator because this one was cut, uh, gosh, like three years ago. And so, but anyway, I think it gets the point across rather nicely. And it's, 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 uh, I think it's kind of cool with, uh, uh, anyway, so yeah, well, uh, let's, let's, let's just sit back and enjoy and, and just see how, see how all this unfolded. Here's the story of the infamous Ten Cent Beer Night. Very infamous, by the way. And 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 the the stuff that happened then could definitely, definitely not happen today. Not at all. Before we get into the events of that fateful evening, it's important to understand the build-up to the moment. All right, yep, build-up. Sure, 10-cent, 12-ounce beers all night is already a recipe for disaster. Right, yeah, of course, because, you know... I mean, you got to figure 10 cents uh, for 12 ounce beers and you got to figure, you know, a lot of fans. Yeah, that may, they, yeah, that may, yeah, that may increase your profit margin a little bit, but you got to factor in the chaos. And I will say that I think I saw, uh, I saw somewhere where, where supposedly Joe Biden's going to offer a beer if you get a coronavirus shot. Hey, there you go. There's an incentive right there. <laughs> Take your medicine and get free beer. Hell yeah. Where do I sign up for that, man? I mean... I mean, I'm a. I mean, I've. I mean, I've already been vaccinated twice, so you know, so I'm already good. I mean, if I want beer, I'll just go down to the store and get beer. Or could you get it delivered now? Anyway, continuing. But if you look at the history of the players, the teams, the managers, the city involved, it just makes it worse. And it gets. Ugly. Continuing. First, the two teams. Ten Cent Beer Night was to be held in Cleveland while the Indians were hosting the Texas Rangers. Earlier in the season, while the Indians were on the road in Texas playing the Rangers, the teams got into a brawl. Like, a legit fight. I think that's a bench-clearing brawl, brawl by today's standards, but still. Hey, a brawl's a brawl, man. Whew. 
Continuing. Not one of those brawls where everyone just sort of dances around and yells at each other. There was an incident where one of the Indians slid into second base too hard in the eyes of the Rangers, so then there were some fastballs being thrown at people's heads, which led to legit punches being thrown, a brawl, and Rangers fans throwing food and beers at Indian players. Oh, jeez, man. Man, just when you thought the New York-Boston rivalry would reach a fever pitch... So, there is plenty of bad blood between the two teams heading into their series in Cleveland. And Cleveland Indians fans are now all fired up for their newfound rivals to come to town. Yeah, yeah, fight, fight! Yeah, kick his ass. (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) So you guys are getting into it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. This is gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, wait, hold on. (laughs) Oh, boy. Hold on to your hat there, Beavis. It's going to get fun in a second. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're going to love this part in a few minutes, man. Now, let's talk about the city of Cleveland and its people in 1974. Being fired up for a baseball team you don't like to come to town is, again, already a recipe for some sort of incident. But Cleveland was already a city on the brink. In the decades leading up to that fateful summer evening in 1974, Cleveland saw around 600 factories shut down. Sheesh, man. That's horrible. With that came the loss of thousands upon thousands of jobs, surging rates of poverty, drug addiction, and crime out of desperation. And around in in 1974, sometime in 1974, on a Cleveland radio station, they started playing Working Man by Rush. Because, uh, because, guess what I can gather is, uh, uh, it's very... It's very blue collar kind of a town, and those who are still working, I mean, they really love the song and uh, really got rushed to uh, prominence, man. We don't care about your rock and roll trivia, man. Just get back to the Cleveland Indians and the Texas people beating the crap out of each other. Whatever it is they do. Tencent beer night. Yeah, Tencent beer night. Cleveland was burning, literally. The river was on fire. Whoa, fire, 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 fire. Yeah, see? See? (laughs) Told you I'd like it. This show's cool. (laughs) Cleveland was so riddled with pollution and waste from the factories which abandoned them that the Cuyahoga River, which runs through the city, caught fire. Oh my gosh, wow. Man, talk about oil and water not mixing. More than once, sending flames five stories high. The river was on fire. Yes! Fire! 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 All right, settle down, man. Jeez. Oh, dude, what the heck, man? Uh, did you take a sip of my Coke or something, man? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's all good. The city was a stick of dynamite, and the fuse was 10-cent beer night. If you're imagining that there couldn't yes! possibly be a good outcome to this whole 10-cent <laughs> beers all night thing, you're absolutely right. Beer rolls. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that episode when y'all got that, uh, uh, when y'all got that, uh, when you got that non-alcoholic stuff, The Edge. That was really funny. (laughs) Actually, it quite was. So, here we go. The promotion worked. The Indians, who were terrible at the time, were only averaging a few thousand fans per game. 25,000 plus fans showed up for 10 cent beer night. Ooh, Yep, <laughs> that'll get them going. 25,000 times 10 cents. Yeah, 
lot of moolah there. The echoes of Chief Wahoo's famous war drums filling the air, accompanied by the flashes and howls of firecrackers, which the fans brought themselves because it was 1974 and it was 10th yes. beer night. By the second <laughs> inning, after the Rangers took the lead with a dinger, a fat middle-aged woman jumped onto the field, ran to the Indians on deck circle. Tell you this, it wasn't Morgana the Kissing Bandit. It wasn't her. <laughs> Some other lady. And flashed her breast to the crowd. And then... Whoa, really? Wow. That chick rules. <laughs> we want to say that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <clears throat> uh, it's uh, audio only, guys. You got to picture it. <laughs> Come to butthead. <laughs> Tried to kiss the head umpire. As you can guess, she was hammered. <laughs> I st- okay, it was still not Morgana the Kissing Bandit. I can tell you that much. Because I don't because I do not believe Morgana the Kissing Bandit ever got drunk when she ever, when she ran out on the field to uh, do her kissing routine. I think she was stone cold sober. She seemed like a nasty lady. This was the second inning. In the fourth inning, after the Rangers hit another dinger, a man fully nude ran onto the field and slid into second base. <laughs> I wonder if uh uh I uh, wonder if anybody named Ethel happened to be looking. Don't look, Ethel! Too late, she was incensed. She dropped her snow cone right in the grandstands. <laughs> Song called uh, The Streak by Ray Stevens, about a guy who is uh, streaking, who, uh, run, who runs through a gas station, uh, a basketball game, and a gymnasium. Uh, naked. Naked as a jaybird. Then that guy ran off. They didn't catch him. Maybe they didn't want to. Cleveland was just warming up. At this point in the evening, the people pouring the beer for the fans weren't able to keep up with the demand at the concession stands. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Y'all should have hired more men. More people. The one rule at the stadium was you could only purchase six cups of beer at a time. Okay, six cups of beer at a time. Okay, so ten cents. So sixty cents, you get your six beers and you're good to go. Just, you know, you know, take your tray, go back to the game, and just sit back and enjoy. Right? Well, not in this case. Not six beers total all night. It was six beers per person at one time. Oh, my goodness. Wow! Hold, hold on a second now. Hang on. So, you got... So, so I'm trying to picture all this here. You got, you got six... Okay, you have roughly... 25,000 people. You got six beers at a time, possibly. My, you know, the only, you know, uh, I, I, I have no other words for this other than I, 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 I don't, I'm, I'm speechless. I, I don't know what else to say. Six beers at a time per person, roughly 25,000 some fans, uh, the only way to really describe it would be this. Uh, tell them, Susan. Goodness gracious! Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. So people were just buying six beers for 60 cents, drinking them, getting back in line, and doing it all over again. Okay, smart move, but when you got 25,000 plus fans and and, and, and and almost everyone's doing it, yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you're going to run out of inventory pretty quickly, I imagine. As you might imagine, it was a madhouse. So, to try to keep up with the consumption, they just brought in the beer trucks, set up the trucks outside of the outfield fence, and just had people line up right at the beer trucks to get their 10-cent beer. Wow. (laughs) 
Wow, it was one of those, like, take what you need deals. Like, go and help yourself. And who was handing out the beers at the beer trucks? Well, it was two teenage girls in skimpy tops because... Oh! Oh, oh, okay, okay. See, this, see, see, this, this is, see, this is exactly why you, you couldn't do something like this today. I mean, I mean, I mean, okay. I mean the, I mean the promotion of ten cent beer night. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Okay, maybe, maybe you probably could. Maybe you could do that, but. Hold on a second. I want to rewind this because this is pretty important. Stand by. Dun, 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 dun. All right, hold on. Let, 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 let's 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 reexamine this part real quick here. This 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 could be something here. Skimpy top girls out sent beer, and who was handing out the beers at the beer trucks? Well, it was two teenage girls in skimpy tops because it was the seventies, and here we are. You can't do that, man. <laughs> you just can't. I mean, even back in the 70s, that seems really risque because the legal drinking age was 18 back then. Then in 1984, they bumped it up to 21, which I think it still should be 18. I really do, but either way, continuing. Here we are. Is the set Well, it was two teenage girls in skimpy tops because it was the 70s, and here we are. We've got two scantily clad teenage, teenage girls handing out beers at 10 cents a pop to drunken, laid-off factory workers on a hot, humid summer night with war drums and fireworks going off in the background. Yeah, not a good recipe, man. Bad idea. Bad idea. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, let me think. Uh, possibly everything. Well, of course these poor girls can't keep up with this setup either. No, of course they can't. Of course they can't, and in all fairness, in all fairness, I wonder if... You know, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what they were telling people years later. I wonder if they were saying to people like, hey, I wonder if in like 1978, 79, when they were in college, I wonder if they were looking at the keggers going, you know, you know, me and my friend Alyssa, we worked at uh, 10 cent beer night. This is nothing. And they just walked off. And why wouldn't they? Oh, okay. Well, they just gave up and they're like, okay, wow, we got to back away from this madness. The guys in line grabbed the table that had been set up to collect the cash for the beers, and they just hucked it over the trucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, yeah, great, great, great idea, guys, yeah, uh, yeah, this is so, so, so far, okay, 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 where exactly has this not been a fiasco? 25,000 fans, six beers a clip per person, 60 cents a pop, basically, to get your six beers, then, then it gets so crowded they just park the beer truck right there. They have a couple of teenage they they, they get they get they get teenage girls in in in, in these in these in, in like spaghetti strap things or, or or skimpy some sort of skimpy outfit uh, some sort of skimpy outfits. Then all of a sudden they hit the bricks. They run off and then. And then a bunch of then a bunch of fans take the table and then heave ho, chuck it across, you know, and and just throw it down. I mean, yeah, this 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 so 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 far the night has just gone perfectly. Yeah, right. Okay, back to this. Now, ten cent beer night basically turned into free beer night. Uh, yeah, and 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 of and of, and of course. It can only get worse from here. It can't get any better. It's just going to get worse as the night progresses. So, 
So, so the night went from really good to this. In the blink of an eye. There were guys not even bothering to fill up cups. They were just hauling off the tap on the beer truck. Oh, man. Man. Man, people, man. People must really love their alcohol there. Woo-wee. Lordy. In the fifth inning, two men jumped over the outfield wall and mooned the Rangers outfielders. <laughs> wow! Wow, this is getting crazy. My gosh! This is this is this is this is this is this is this has gone from ball game to frat house like 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 that. <laughs> I, I I just you know I, I wonder. I wonder I just hold on where's the thing yeah yeah I wonder I wonder how much I wonder how long is it going to be before somebody vomits on a college dean like that I wonder how much longer before you know how much lo- how much longer before something like this happens yep there you go dang it hold on this there we go okay stand by this brought about another stoppage in play as security chased these guys all over the diamond. <laughs> well, I would think so. Yeah, you moon the opposing players. Yeah, you're gonna get something happening. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember one time. Uh, I was at a ball game one time, and and uh, and and some and some guy tried to run on the field, and uh, security got him. The players looking on helplessly. Shortly after this, Rangers manager Billy Martin headed to the mound for a conference with his pitcher. <laughs> yes, Billy Martin, who would later go on to be the manager for the New York Yankees and who tragically died on Christmas Day when he got ran over by his own vehicle. <laughs> How do you like them apples, you know? <laughs> Your own car kills you. And on Christmas Day, no less. Oh, that, that, that's, that, has, that has to suck. Upset that he was delaying the game, the Indians fans threw full cups of beer onto the field. Because who cares, they cost 10 cents, or were free. Upon returning to the dugout, Billy Martin blew kisses at the fans. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Why is he, wait a second, why is he blowing kisses to the fans? Is it to mock them? Sounds that way to me. Alright, hold on. Stand by. There's a little bit left on here. And then I gotta go. Uh, okay, wait. Stand by. Bolting an Indians fan shooting fireworks into the Rangers bullpen. Jesus! Wow! This 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 is getting chaotic now, man. Which was then ordered to be evacuated by the umpires. This is real. This happened at a major league baseball game. After this, the public address announcer proclaimed, "Please don't throw things onto the field." <laughs> And of course, that was met with a resounding "screw you." We're gonna do it, man. So anyway, so anyway, on and on this story goes, and it turns out that a couple of fans actually stole some bases. <laughs> and anyway, long story short, long story short, friends, the night just—it was an all-out fiasco, man. It was—it it was a fiasco from the word go. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, well, it's um, well, it's almost uh, it's fifty four. It's about fifty four, fifty five minutes past the top of the first hour. Gonna go take a quick break. I gotta go refill on my soda, and I gotta go check on the guys, see how they're doing. Excuse me, and then uh, I'll be back with more on the other side. Uh, today is National Donut Day, so before so before the musical interlude. Here's a fun little uh, uh, here's a fun little routine from comedian Brian Regan. 
where he talks about donuts in honor of National Donut Day. This is the Lawrence Ross Show on RazRadioLive.com and RadioChaos.net. And I'll be back after this. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you in a few. I like buying donuts. I feel bad for the donut ladies because people can't make up their mind in these places. You'd think the donut ladies would just snap and start shooting people. Out! Everybody out! Go on. I don't know what it is about buying donuts, but people freak out. They go in there, okay. Okay. Looking around. All right. I need a dozen donuts. Oh. You have a lot of donuts. Okay, I'm going to start with four chocolate. I want two Twisty Goos. I want a lemon Twitter. I want a raspberry puff. I want a honey curl. And a, and, and no, two chocolate. No, one, one. Put it back, put it back. I want a Bavarian apple crunch. Get the ladder. Hey, hey, hey. Why don't you go out inside and think it over, huh? It's a big decision. Can't blow donut day. But the donut ladies have learned how to get back at you. They do the subtraction for you in front of the other customers, make you look like an idiot. You go in there, yeah, I'd like a dozen donuts. I'll start with uh, seven chocolate. You have five left. Oh. Okay, if I order one more, then how many would I have left? How many would I have then, donut lady? That's what I need to know and now! I know how many I got. They have some weird donuts. There are some donuts that I don't understand who thought of them. There's one donut, have you ever seen this? I've seen it in more than one donut place. It's a donut with frosting all over the top and there are sprinkles on it, but the sprinkles are just over on one end of the donut. For the life of me, I don't know who's looking for that in a donut. Somebody have that particular of a taste that that's what they're looking for? You know, they walk into a donut place, Okay, I want a donut, and I want frosting all over the top. And I want sprinkles, but not all over. I just want them scrunched over on the edge. You got anything like that? We sure do, freshly baked. We saw you pulling in. It's called our sprink smidge for lunatics like you. The host of the show is running to the fridge to get another carbonated beverage. Try drinking with water with your nose. Don't be surprised if he goes off on the rant about kidney stones in the next segment. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! This is the Lawrence Ross Show. You only exist out here because of me!
Welcome back to the Lawrence Ross Show. If you set out to push the bile to the tip of my throat, mission accomplished. The host has more than likely just finished grabbing a snack. This is a tasty burger. Possibly consuming his tenth soda of the day. Or maybe he's looking for groupies. Hey, where'd those chicks go? I think you scared them off. Now back to your regularly scheduled program already in progress. The Lawrence Ross Show. How's it going? She's not the kind to take you down for long. She knows and plays it smart. She's heard she's cooking and she don't know why. She's heard no whistle blowing for the time. She feels like leaving and she don't know why. Don't cross the river if you can't swim the tide Don't try to deny living on the other side all your life Ah, America, don't cross the river Ah, beautiful music You know, Phil Hartman actually designed the artwork for the album this is on This is on, uh this this particular version is from the album History, which was their greatest hits album. And yeah, Phil Hartman was the uh, art. He made the art for that. It's kind of cool. And earlier I played some uh, Rolling Stones. That was Gimme Shelter, which I don't know, why, but that seems to be that seems to be in like in, in like three or four of uh, Martin Scorsese uh, Martin Scorsese's movies, like Goodfellas, Casino. Uh, the Departed, and I think The Irishman. I'm, I'm not sure, but still. It's something. <clears throat> oh, hang on. <clears throat> yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, <laughs> this is like wussy music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Needs to be louder. Louder. Play aloud. Play aloud. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Settle down. Yeah. <laughs> settle down. Babe us. <laughs> All right. So there you go with that. Okay. 813-602-2715. Love to hear from me tonight. Okay. All right. Uh, now I'd get into, okay. Now I'd like to get into some news here real quick. This, this is, this is, a, um, uh, this is a real frightening story. Uh, a guy is just, if, uh, Here's 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 a guy who's just hanging out, trying to enjoy the day. All the dude's trying to do is just kick back and uh, uh, and, and just and just and just hunt around for some uh, and just uh, uh, hunt around for some uh, for some fossils. And next thing you know, well, next thing you know, folks, wouldn't you know? He he, he starts uh, uh, the the poor guy, poor guy gets. Caught by an alligator. Let's see what this is all. Let's let's hear what this is all about. This Tampa man. Okay, wait, we turn it up just a little bit here. Okay, that and uh, that. Okay, there we go. All right, here we go. 
Now, even now, now, even though this is even though this was in Florida, I mean, this 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 could happen anywhere. This Tampa man is telling a harrowing story of how he survived a gator attack. Two days ago, he was diving in the Miyaka River when the alligator clamped down on his head. Fox 13. Oh, jeez. Today and before. Ouch. Oh man. Ouch. That 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 that's oh. Ouch. That. That just sounds painful, man. I mean, like, oh, jeez. I mean, you know, there, there, there you are just trying to, you know, try and enjoy your day. And all of a sudden, here come, uh, you know, here come the teeth of a gator. Ow, man. I, I, I don't know what the PSI is on the, uh, on, on, I, I, I don't know how powerful a gator's bite is, but I can imagine that uh, it, it's, it, it, it sounds like it doesn't tickle, man. Gator attack. Two days ago, he was diving in the Mayaka River when the alligator clamped down on his head. Fox 13's Jennifer Holton spoke to him today. And before we show you the video, we want to warn you that his injuries are substantial. Ouch! That's going to leave a mark. Oh, that's going to hurt. Okay, let's, let's get back to it. Jeffrey Heim says it happened in an instant. It just hit me twice, so... Once right here, once right here, and I think my hand might have protected my face, maybe because I got a puncture wound on the top, puncture wound on the bottom. Oh, ouch! Oh, jeez! Ow, man, that that that's 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 got to be painful as all get out. Oh, man! Ouch! What? Hold on. Yeah, what? Uh, uh, what is it, fellas? Uh. <laughs> What? Oh boy! What? Uh, um. Uh. Uh. Oh, what happened? <coughs> hey, butthead! <coughs> hey, butthead! <coughs> hey, remember that time we were at? Uh, uh, remember that time we were on that field trip and that snapping turtle bit Mr. Van Dresen on the nads? <coughs> yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> really? That's that's uh, that's something happened? <coughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. And then one time, Beavis was out in the backyard, and then a squirrel bit him on the nuts. <laughs> Shut up, butthead. <clears throat> now it happened. Dill hole. <clears throat> <laughs> Shut up, fart knocker. But it just happened so fast. There's nothing I could have done to defend myself. Oh, gee, oh poor guy, man. You know, and you know, and, and, and when you're underwater, I mean, it, it, it it's probably going to be even worse, man. And was doing what he does often, free diving for fossilized shark teeth in the Mayaka River. So that's where the teeth are right now. There's a ton of bones down there from the Ice Age. Hein was dressed just like this Sunday afternoon when he went diving into the dark waters of the Mayaka. I'm not sure what he was dressed like, but I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, I, I guess, I guess the, I guess the gator had, uh, I guess the gator had missed, I don't know. I guess the gator mistook him for something, but I've heard that, that if you're in, uh, uh, I've heard, I've heard supposedly that let's say, let's say a gator has you in its clenches. All you to do is just put your thumbs in its eyes and supposedly that will work. That will, uh, that will supposedly set you free. I don't know, man. And I've talked about this on the show before, man. Uh, any sort of animal that isn't domesticated, I'm, 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 I'm very afraid of, man. I, 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 I don't want, I don't want anything to deal with any water moccasins, gators, crocodiles, uh, skunks. No, no, uh, uh-uh. no, no, no. Homie, don't play that. I just love being at the bottom of that river. It's a boneyard down there. When he came up for air, that's when he... <laughs> 
bone. Alligator attacked. Oh, oh, poor guy, you know? All he wants to do is just ride to the surface, and all of a sudden, the gator's just waiting for him. I come up and just get blasted by what felt like a propeller on a boat going 50 miles an hour. It pulled me down, pulled my mask off. He was able to get his head above oh, the water geez. when he says he locked eyes with the gator. Uh-oh. 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 Staring contest. Uh-oh. The thousand-yard stare. We just looked at each other. I didn't flail around because that would have just triggered its prey instincts even more. And it was, I was calm. Thank God. So now I know how I react in a situation like that. <laughs> wow. I mean, I give this guy a lot of credit. I mean, he's much more calmer than I would have been. He's much more calmer. He's 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 like, well, you know, I'll I'll just look at the thing and hopefully it'll just, I don't know. <laughs> but still, I mean, oh, jeez. Somehow the gator lost interest in him, and he was able to make it back to shore. <laughs> the gator lost interest in him. <laughs> How the heck did that happen? What do you, what do you uh, um uh, <clears throat> what did he do? Did he have a uh, um uh? What, did he have a Titleist golf ball in his pocket and he just like threw it and, and that distracted the gator long enough so he could just swim back to shore? He saw four people nearby and called for help. Paramedics arrived within minutes. He was fighting at one point to remain conscious. It's very scary when you ask someone how bad it is, am I going to be okay, and they hesitate and they just reassure you and you can hear it in their voice if it's worse than what they're telling you because that's scary. 30 well, I can imagine so. You know, I can imagine so, and I've, I've I've never never been the type to really want to go deep sea diving anyway. So, you know, this is if um, you know, this is a good cautionary tale. This is this is this is, this is exactly why I have no desire to just uh, you know, you know, jump. You know, <laughs> this is this is this is this is exactly what this is exactly why I don't want to do stuff like this because it's it's it seems I don't know the the risk seems a whole lot more dangerous than than the reward. I mean, I know there are some people who are into that stuff. I get it, I understand it completely, but you know, it's not for everybody. Where's that thing? So yeah, so I have so I I have no desire at all to take a big flying leap into this big body of water. And then all of a sudden just become gator, you know, you know, all of a sudden just, you know, become a, you know, dinner for a gator. No, no, thank you. Four staples and a mild skull fracture later. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a minute. Hang on. I got to rewind that. Fracture later. Fracture. Stand by. If it's worse than what they're telling you, because that's scary. 34 staples and a mild skull fracture later. Wait, 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 wait a sec. Hold, hold on, hold on a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah, Al, what, what, what's up? Are you going to tell me he had 34 staples and a mild skull fracture? Mild skull fracture and 34 staples. What the fuck? This news report's out of order. Fox 13's out of order. They're all out of order. All right, settle down, man. You're uh, uh, you're peeking on the levels. Heim says he's learned his lesson. Yeah, uh, be more careful down there, dude. Your life is worth your life is worth more than any shark tooth or whatever that is for you. Whatever you enjoy. FWC has been searching the Mayaka River all afternoon for the alligator. They say trapping efforts are still ongoing. Jennifer Holton, Fox 13 News. Okay, yeah. So, okay. So, 
<clears throat> so when they trap it, what the heck are they going to do with it? What are they going <clears> to... <throat> what are they going to do? Are they going to kill it? <laughs> I don't know, man. <clears throat> I don't know. But uh, let's see. What else? Okay. Well, this is... Uh, this is this is something that's a little this is something that's a little unsettling. Uh, this is from uh, CBS Evening News. This is this is from last week. I just didn't get to it because of uh, time constraints. But this is about uh, prices of houses might be going up. Home prices are shattering records. Well, actually, they are. Home prices are shattering records, especially in smaller cities. Buyers can barely afford to blink or risk losing the house they want. CBS's Carter Evans on what's causing the run on homes. Oh man. I wanted a bigger kitchen. Jennifer Steinzer and Garrett Farber wanted their first house to have a backyard for a dog and no stairs. Yeah, there you go. You know, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, here's, you know, <clears throat> here's a couple of people, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, probably a boyfriend, girlfriend kind of a situation, you know, maybe it was probably, <clears throat> it was probably one of those things where she asked him to move in or he asked her to move in or whatever. And they decided, well, hey, forget this little apartment, let's or, or, or this, this little studio place or whatever is currently residing. Let, let's 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 try and step up and let's you know let's 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 try and be homeowners in this situation. And uh, so they want this house, and well, this is happening to them. We got a three-story, no, no backyard. backyard, and a cat <laughs> for two hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. They were outbid on ten other homes in Las Vegas. Oh man! Oh dang! Oh, sheesh. Would you say this is your dream home? No. No, not at all. Desperate buyers, record low interest rates, along with low inventory and cash-rich investors are driving prices up, nationally 19% higher. But cities like Kingston, New York, are up 35%. Sheesh. And New York is pretty expensive to live in. For starters, so I can imagine thirty-five percent more. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not a financial expert. I'm not a, I'm not a mortgage guy. I I, I don't know anything about uh, balloon payments. I don't know anything about how much equity is in your home. I don't know thing one about, you know, about about foundations. So yeah, uh, I mean, thirty-five percent. The 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 whole the the whole. The whole thing really, really, really is is very confusing to me. Boise up 33% and Las Vegas up 15%. This 1,300 square foot, one bathroom home in Tiburon, California went for more than $2 million. What? Sheesh! It's a one, wait, wait, it's a one bathroom, 1,300 square foot home and it's $2 million. <laughs> what the? Why is it so much? I mean, what is what is there? What is there? Gold platinum hidden in the walls? I mean, you know, are, are there uh, 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 are there money vaults hidden in the uh, you know hidden somewhere? I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Fifty eight percent over the asking price. Sheesh. Yeah, I would say so. Fifty eight percent over. Yeah, that's that's a lot. If you're putting asking price offers, you're you're automatically a loser. Mike McGrath's clients paid forty five thousand above list price for this home in Henderson, Nevada. He barely got the house. Barely. So if you'd waited another day, gone. Would you look at this? Buyers face Black Friday sized lines at open houses. Oh man! But at least, at least, at least there's no Black Friday style violence. At least there's that to contend with. I mean, I mean, I would hope not, but still, I mean, you know, 
it's it seems like people are really between a rock and a hard place these days. You got yeah 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 folks who are trying to get you know they're trying to get the house they want and they don't get the house that they want or either they do get it but they gotta they gotta act really quick because because the following day that house could be good as gone and somebody else could be residing in it and they got it and and they'd have to settle for something else. I can't keep doing this. After getting outbid on twenty homes in Bozeman, Montana, Sean Hawksford pleaded for someone to sell him a home. This guy happened to see me, and he happened to have a house for sale. People shouldn't have to literally beg for someone to sell them a house. Back in Vegas, Jennifer Steinzer never wanted a third-floor kitchen. I'll load it with our groceries, and he'll just pull it up with the strings. What? <laughs> uh, wait, wait, a third floor? Wait, a th- wait, wait. <laughs> Wait, three store. Wait, wait, wait. A third floor kitchen. A third floor kitchen. How do you get to it? What do you got to take like an escalator to get there? How the heck does that work? How does that work? You know, how exactly does that work? Does she go like, okay, uh, honey, uh, what do you want for dinner tonight? Uh, gosh, you know, I was really hoping to get some of that lamb. Okay, hang on a second. Let me get on this thing here. And then like, and then like a minute and a half later, she gets up to the third floor. Hang on, hang on a second, sweetheart. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. I gotta, I gotta get on this escalator first before I can make you your, uh, 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 make you the, uh, the lamb chops you want. <laughs> oh gosh, I, 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 I'm just speculating, of course, and I, I'm, I'm just messing around, you know. I, I, you know. Were you willing to make so many sacrifices just to get our, you know, foot into a house and have a roof over our head? Now, being able to work from home is also driving people away from big cities. This particular house behind me just hit the market a couple of days ago for $800,000. It's already had 123 showings in Nora. It will probably sell for close to a million. And, well, oh, and I'm pretty and, and, and I'm pretty sure that by now I'm pretty sure that house is, is well, I wouldn't say good is gone, but I think somebody else probably already has it. <laughs> I think I, I honestly don't know. All right. What else do I got here? Oh, okay. Okay, this, this, uh, well, let's see. Okay, well, okay. All right. All right. Okay. So the other day on uh, social media, uh, on Tuesday, a lot of people were talking about uh, the Tulsa riots. And this, this, this was nothing, and it wasn't, it was not in reference to a recent news event, but rather something that happened exactly a century ago and this is and not and this is not a lot of people are aware of this this is this is not this is not a very well talked this is not a very popular subject uh but uh it refers to a time in 1921 around this time when well i'll just well i'll just let the weird history channel explain it and i will interject uh when uh, when necessary so here we go an early 20th century oil boom drew people to oklahoma by 1920 the population of tulsa was over 100,000 and growing with many of the new residents being black existing racial tensions were escalating and whites who were concerned about having to let black people into their neighborhoods for the first time didn't exactly roll out the welcome wagon no because there was still there was still segregation and there were still there were probably there were probably still very race uh uh, there were probably very still racist attitudes left over from the Civil War, uh, the KKK, uh, birth of the nation, uh, 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 birth of a nation was in theaters. Uh, uh, 
before this, or maybe it was after this, but still, uh, I mean, it's 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 still a problem today, but anyway, continuing. Instead, they sprang into action, and in August of 1916, the city passed a residential segregation ordinance. The new law, once enacted, prevented blacks from living on any block where 75% of the other residents were white. Wow. And you think, wow, you know, and, and, you know, and you thought it was bad in the 50s and 60s in the South. I mean, it is it's horrible, horrible anywhere. It's just, yeah, it was bad, real bad. Continuing. Black citizens would have to look for a home elsewhere. The black district of Tulsa was called Greenwood. Despite legal segregation, the neighborhood and its population thrived. Greenwood had two independent newspapers and was filled with black-owned businesses, including the largest black-owned hotel in the country. Booker T. Washington was so impressed with Greenwood, he called it the Negro Wall Street. Yeah, so there you go. It all started on May 30, 1921, when a 19-year-old shoeshiner named Dick Rowland entered the Drexel Building, an office located at 319 South Main Street in Tulsa. He needed to use a public bathroom, but because he was black, segregation laws restricted him to using facilities located at the top of the building. Oh, great. You know, as, as if, you know, and, 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 I, and I know this has nothing to do with it, but just real quick, I like to diverge a little bit, and I just want to... I just want to rant real quick about this. How many times have you gone into those little mom and pop places just to use the bathroom? And before you can even use the bathroom, they give you that thing of you got to buy something before you can, you know, before you can do it. What kind of patronization is this, man? You got to pay, you got to pay like $2.25 for a little trinket that you're probably never going to use ever again. Just so you're able to go to the bathroom so you don't soil yourself. I mean, come on. I mean... What kind of, I mean, what kind of sick fetish is that? I mean, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, you're a store owner. You're not a prostitute. Come on. I'm not pay. I'm not paying $2.25 for a tacky little thing just so I can run past and try not to crap myself. No. If I got to use the bathroom, I should not have to pay before. All right? I shouldn't be forced to pay just so I can use your bathroom. No. That's wrong. That is absolutely wrong. Come on. 7-Eleven doesn't do that. Walmart doesn't do that. CVS doesn't do that. I don't think any businesses should do that. I think it's disgusting. Come on, you're on, you're you're only you're you're only making it worse. And by the way, what if what if the patron, what if the patron really has to go terribly bad, and they have a fear of they might bust a kidney? You know, did they ever you know did they ever take that into consideration? I don't know, but either way. Getting there required taking the elevator, and that's where Dick encountered the elevator operator, a 17-year-old white woman named Sarah Page. Whether or not Dick Rowland and Sarah Page knew each other is a matter of debate. What happened in the elevator that day is also unknown. An article in the Tulsa Tribune reported that Rowland attacked Page, scratching her hands and face and tearing her clothes. Wow. All right. Okay, that, that's their narrative. 
That's their narrative. You can believe it if you want to. Conversely, author Mary Parrish, writing less than a year after the events, reported that the black man had merely stepped on the girl's shoes by accident. What is known is that a clerk in a nearby department store heard what he thought was a woman screaming. He went to investigate and saw a young black man run from the building. Then he found Paige in the elevator. She was said to be in a state of distress, so the clerk concluded she had been attacked and reported as much to the police. Or there's a possibility that maybe it didn't go down like that. And maybe, maybe she probably just said, hey, look, that guy accidentally stepped on my foot. And maybe that clerk, there's a possibility that he probably could have embellished the story just to just divide the races even more. That's just my opinion. I, 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 don't, I don't know it to be true. Only speculation, ladies and gentlemen. That is all it is. I'm only speculating, folks. It's all I'm doing. The contents of Sarah Page's statements to the police have been lost, but she did decline pressing charges, and no manhunt was conducted. Rowland, however, knew that the mere accusation of attacking a white woman could make him the target of an angry white mob. He fled to his mother's house in Greenwood. Rowland was located by police and arrested shortly thereafter. The white-owned Tulsa Tribune, known for its sensationalist takes, broke the story in their afternoon edition with the incendiary headline, Nab Negro for Attacking Girl in an Elevator. Oh gosh, man. And and, and all those and all those and all those kids in the street corner, you know, you know, all those people on the street corner, they had to ring the bell and they had to uh, you know, they had to shout that headline. Extra, extra, nab negro for attacking white woman in elevator, extra, extra, read all about it. That's what they had to say back then. Def- you definitely could not get away with saying that today. And I was only doing that for content for contextual for yeah. In the sense of context, all right? So I don't want to hear anybody complaining that I should be next on the chopping block for cancel culture. Don't give me that crap. Thank you. Rumors that Rowland would be lynched spread like wildfire, and by 7.30 p.m. on May 31st, hundreds of white residents had gathered outside the courthouse. Only a year earlier, a small mob lynched a white murder suspect named Roy Belton, and the newly elected local sheriff, Willard M. McCullough, was looking to avoid a similar incident. Well, I would imagine so. You know, he doesn't want to deal with that again. But still, it's just, ugh, oh, this, this, this is... This is, this is a tough one to get through, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. At approximately 8.30 p.m., three white men entered the courthouse and demanded Rowland be handed over to them. McCullough refused and sent the men back out. By 9.30 p.m., the crowd had swelled to thousands. The sheriff was vastly outnumbered. <laughs> well, of course. One sheriff versus all those, you know, all those people? Yeah. I'd say he was incredibly outnumbered. It was about this time that a group of 50 to 60 armed black citizens arrived to support the sheriff. He turned down their offer, but their arrival had prompted many of the white citizens to head home for their own guns. Some even attempted to steal arms from a nearby National Guard armory. At 10 p.m., a second group of armed black citizens arrived to support the sheriff, but were turned away as well. As they were leaving the courthouse... Now, my question is, why is is he, you know... Why is he why is he turning them away as well? I mean, he's already denied I mean, he's already denied one group who wants to help him and then he denies a second group. 
wouldn't wouldn't I mean I mean I mean if this guy is vastly outnumbered, wouldn't wouldn't he want as much support as, as he possibly could get? Because it's one man versus all those people. It's not an army of one. It's not. A white man approached a black war veteran, calling him a racial slur and tried to take his gun. A shot rang out, and then all hell broke loose. Both sides began to fire, but the small group of black citizens was outnumbered 20 to 1, and they retreated towards Greenwood. Oh, man. The gunfight followed them the whole way, and the whites used it as an excuse to massacre innocent black citizens. Oh, gosh. One unarmed black man was even chased into a theater and murdered on the stage. Calling the incident a Negro uprising, the local police deputized almost 500 white men, many of whom had been members of the lynch mob that had created the whole situation in the first place. Wow. Uh, great move. Yeah, real great move, man. Yeah, real great move. Yeah, deputize those people. Deputize, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Deputize, yeah, deputize people that are just you know, causing more of an uproar, you know, couldn't they, I don't know, couldn't they deputize, couldn't they deputize the people who weren't causing an issue? Where were they at? They were probably in their homes. The new deputies were instructed to arm themselves and were then ordered to shoot blacks in the streets. Wow. Wow. Man. Boy, that, boy, that is just, wow. I don't know how else to say that wow that 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 is just wow that that's that's that 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 is crazy meanwhile a white mob headed for greenwood the mob descended on greenwood with a fury burning houses and businesses by the morning of june 1st the mob had grown to approximately 10,000 white citizens they poured into the district, looting, destroying, and murdering black residents by the hundreds. Other armed whites were breaking into black homes and arresting the residents. Any who dared resist would be immediately killed. Buck Colbert Franklin, a Tulsa resident and lawyer, was a witness to the destruction of Greenwood. He recalled hearing something that sounded like hail falling on the roof of his office building. He looked out the window and saw a hotel on fire. It was burning from the top down. Then he noticed a second building, and then a third, then others, all burning from the top down. Oh. As he stood and watched, he noticed planes circling overhead, maybe a dozen or more in number. Through a thick cloud of smoke, he could see them drop what he called burning turpentine balls on the tops of various businesses and homes. Wow, burning turpentine balls. So I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if that could be considered a precursor to the Molotov cocktail. I don't know. Immediately, he knew all too well why every burning building first caught from the top. At the same time, other reports hold that white men fired guns from the planes, shooting black residents as they walked along the ground. The planes, as it would turn out, were military biplane trainers from World War I that had lifted off from Curtis Southwest Field, just outside the city. Law enforcement officials subsequently said the planes were protection, but the survivors of the massacre knew better. Yep. Yep, it sure it sure sure doesn't seem like protection. Doesn't seem like protection when you think of it that way. All right, thirty-four minutes past the top of the second hour here on the Lawrence Ross Show. Gosh, I only got about wow, only got about twenty minutes left on this program, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. 
The mob burned everything. Hotels, restaurants, grocery stores, doctor's offices, pharmacies, a public library, a dozen churches, and over a thousand private homes. Oh, man. 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 No, wow. Man, nothing was safe. Nothing was safe back then. As Franklin watched, he wondered where Tulsa's splendid fire department was. Yeah, that, that, that's my question. My question is, you know, you know, the cops are outnumbered at this point, And where was the fire department? Were they too afraid to uh, come out? And considered the possibility the city was in league with the racist mob. By the time the sun came up, the National Guard had arrived to restore order. However, instead of targeting the white mob, many of the troops went after the black residents instead. What? Wow, man, that that's just man. That that's 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 horrible, man. This is this is just this this, this gets worse before it gets better. Over six thousand people were arrested and imprisoned at Convention Hall, and not a single one was white. On June first, nineteen twenty-one, Greenwood was still burning. Thousands of black residents had been imprisoned, hundreds more were dead, and to add insult to injury, the morning Tulsa Daily World's headline for the day was, Two Whites Dead in Race Riots. Wow! Wow! Man! Man, this, 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 wow. I don't know. This, this sounds, I don't know. This sounds like race baiting. Race baiting even back in the day. Oh, this is this is this this is a t- this is a tough one to get through, man. This 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 really is. I mean, I mean, I mean, I know I I mean I know I said I mean I know I've said that before in 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 some other weird history uh, stuff that I've gone through, but th- this is a real tough one. Th- th- this one's really tough, man. The article claimed that five hundred armed whites had heroically held off a thousand armed blacks. See race baiting. Race baiting, heroically saying that they held off. Oh, it's, it's this is sick. Later in the day, a different headline added fuel to the fire by exclaiming, "Many more whites shot." The black lives that had been lost were completely disregarded by the media, and the stage was set for the grand jury to hang the blame for the whole thing on the people of Greenwood. The Stratford Hotel was the largest business of its kind owned by a black person in the U.S. prior to the civil rights era. Stratford's hotel had 54 rooms equipped with luxuries like crystal chandeliers and was worth somewhere in the area of $75,000, which is roughly the equivalent of about $1 million current dollars. Okay, it seems like a nice place. Nonetheless, it was destroyed along with the rest of Greenwood during the massacre. In a just world, Stratford would have received restitution for his loss. Yeah, you would think so. You know, the insurance company would help them out, all that stuff, but nope. As you will find out, he got the shaft big time. But 1921 Tulsa was anything but just. Stratford was arrested, along with 69 other men, and charged with inciting the riot that ultimately burned down his own hotel. Wow, man. Wow, that's, that's, man, that, that's, that, that's going to be the biggest insult ever. That is just, oh my God, that, 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 that is, that is just, that is so insulting to, to arrest, to arrest a guy for inciting a riot that caused his place of business to burn down. Talk about victim shaming. There's victim shaming right there. There's your example of victim shaming a century ago. And victim shaming still goes on to this day. Like you go on the internet and you read about, you know, 
and you read a story about a woman getting sexually assaulted, and you will have some people who will try and shame the victim and put blame on them and say, well, look at how they're dressed, look at the way that they act, all that stuff. It's just, it's, it's sick. It is sickening. He would later jump bail and flee the state to avoid being lynched. Hey, I don't blame him. I don't blame it all for, for jumping bail and, and leaving the state. I'd leave too if I could. Stratford went on to be a lawyer in Chicago and never returned to Oklahoma. I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him one iota for not wanting to go back to Oklahoma. He was finally cleared of the charges against him in 1996, 60 years after he passed away. Oh, gosh. Man. Got a pardon, but too late. He, 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 he wasn't around to, uh, uh, to reap the rewards. By the time it was all over, the neighborhood once known as the Black Wall Street was uninhabitable. Black businessmen and homeowners were denied relief by the courts, and their insurance companies refused to cover the damage. Well, that's, yeah, 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 of course. Well, of course, because, you know, that, 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 that's, that seems to be the mindset. That was the mindset back then, but thankfully the attitudes have changed a little bit, but I think in some cases, I think, I think, I don't know, I think we go through states where where it seems like where it seems like where it seems like we briefly progress but then there's but but then but then all of a sudden we regress and when we regress we jump back a little bit more and we're trying to go forward not go backwards dick rowland was never charged in connection with the incident in the elevator he eventually left Tulsa and never returned. Uh, yep, I wouldn't blame him for not wanting to return for not wanting to return to Tulsa either. Looking back, many speculate that the alleged attack on Sarah Page was merely a pretext for Tulsa's white residents to destroy a successful black community they had always hated. Well, there is that possibility. There is that possibility, and I wouldn't put it past him. The massacre became a celebrated event in some quarters. Postcards commemorating the violence and destruction even circulated among some white collectors. Yeah, I think they're called the KKK. And the skinheads. As Paul Gardulo, a curator at the National Museum of African American History and Culture, points out, the truth of the matter has to do with the threat that black power, black economic power, black cultural power, black success posed to individuals and the whole system of white supremacy. In 2001, an investigation held the city partly responsible for the Greenwood Massacre, finding that the police themselves were actively involved in the mob violence. The yeah. city of Tulsa was ordered to pay reparations to the survivors of the massacre and their descendants. As of 2020, they have still not been paid. Uh, so what do you think? Wow. Wow, that's... Wow. That, that's, that, 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 that is just sick. Absolutely sick. All right. All right. Okay, I got a couple. Okay, I got a couple of. Uh, okay, got a. Okay, got a couple of stories, and then. Uh, okay, got a couple. Okay. Okay. If 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 there's time for two stories, then I'll be able to get to it. But if not, I may have to move one to uh, for next week. Uh, but I think that these people should experience TPR, termination of parental rights, because I've because. Living in Florida, living in Florida, I've heard my fair share of stories about people who who are just irresponsible with not only themselves, but also with their children. 
And I think this has got to be one of the most disgusting displays of just white trash ever. So let, let so I'm going to dive into this real quick. Here we go. Sarasota deputies respond to a 911 call at a Venice home where a 21-month-old boy wasn't breathing. The parents told deputies he had put something in his mouth during a walk. As their investigation unfolded, stories changed. They found drugs. And as Fox 13's Kimberly Quizon reports, deputies say that child is lucky to be alive. He's very lucky to be alive, but I just, I feel bad for his current circumstances. On January 8th, deputies responded to a medical call along with EMS to the home in Venice. And the reason why it took so long is because they had to do a toxicology report. I mean, thankfully, the kid's not dead, but it just, it, you know, it just, I don't know. Uh, takes a while to find out what happened. Anyway, here we go. When they got there, they say something fell off. As deputies responded to the home off Park Road in Venice, the child's mom, Caitlin Van Dorn, weaved a tale of what happened. She said that she was on a neighborhood walk with the child, which was customary, and the child may have picked up uh, the cap to a needle. Wait, wait, might have picked up a cap to a needle. Okay, wait, wait, let's just stop right there. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't any responsible parent keep an eye on their kid and say, hey, uh, hey, uh, I want to put that one down or, you know, just, you know, you know I'll take that. Thank you. I'll, I'll just throw it away. But evidently, nope. Place it in his mouth. Van Dorn told deputies the child was carrying a teal bucket to collect rocks. When she saw the cap, she swatted it out of the child's mouth. All right. Supposedly. But he passed out. When help arrived, it took three doses of naloxone to revive the child. Wait, wait, wait a second. Hold on. Three doses of naloxone. I, I I don't know what nox. I I don't know what that is, but I don't know. Is it like I don't know. Is it, is it like an adrenaline shot? I, I I don't know. Deputies were unable to confirm her story and found the bucket behind a closed door. Inside was a spoon and tissues. When we tested that spoon, it yielded positive results for both fentanyl and cocaine. Records show the child overdosed on cocaine. What? Wait a sec. Wait wait wait. How can wait, how can a 21 month old child overdose on cocaine? I mean, you know, you, you gotta you know you gotta factor in. Kid's only 21 months old. Kid can't be all that you know. The kid can't be all that big. So what? So what? Like so what? Like a pinch of that stuff counts as an overdose? I guess I don't know. I guess for kids. But still, I mean, continuing. Van Dorn and the child's father Blake Pavey were arrested. As they should be, as they should be, as they should be, and I think they should experience, as I said earlier, termination of parental rights, no longer allowed to have kids. This is exactly, you know, this, you see, this is, this is what happens when incompetent people decide to procreate. This is exactly what happens, exactly what happens. Deputies say a crack pipe and syringe were found on a couch. Oh, lovely home. Lovely lo- lo- lovely home for that kid. How about if how about if they just lock the parents up and just send the kid to a foster home or put them with a, you know, or 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 stick them with a medical foster parent. That will you know that that that'll that'll, you know, that would, you know, the, the, the kid the kid will be the kid will probably have a much better life than having to live with these people who probably look incredibly ugly. 
We are very glad that these two people uh, are behind bars facing felony charges. At the yes, yes, absolutely yes. I know, you know, I normally, you know, I normally don't do a lot of schadenfreuden uh, around here, but yeah, good, good. I hope those felony charges stick and, uh, you know, I think, you know, people like that should not be allowed to ever have children ever again. They should be immediately sterilized, no questions asked, locked up for life, no chance of parole, because if, because if you ex, because if you, you know, because if you, because you have drugs around a kid, like if you have like heroin and stuff around a kid or cocaine around a kid, you should not in any capacity be allowed to have a, you know, you should not have the right to be a parent. Absolutely not. Dennis home, Pavey, the child's father, told me it was the scariest moment of his life. Yeah, which is a nice way of saying, yeah, it was, it was, it was scary. It was scary for him because it was scary for him because he knows because he must know that he's an unfit parent and the cops are going to come and bust him. That's that is why he said it was that that that's why it was scary. He's just not saying that because he's a pussy. He denies the charges and calls the incident a horrible accident. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. A horrible accident. Yeah. Bull crap. When you got a crack pipe and a spoon and a bucket and tissues and stuff all over your you know all over your place. Don't try to give me this. It was a horrible accident. Crap. Don't give me that crap, you moron. The child remains in the custody of DCF. There you go. That, that's where this child should stay. Mother, myself. Um, there are people in this world that, that try very hard to have families and, and to care for children. So to be charged with the responsibility of taking care of a child and then doing something like this, um, there aren't words for it. Van Dorn. Well, maybe there are in that uh, in that this individual is an incompetent parent and uh, they should not be allowed to breed ever again, ever again. I don't care if they go to, you know, I, you know, I don't care if they go to federal prison for X amount of years and they come out and they have found Jesus and they have repented and they are now bathed within the holy light of God and only God can judge us and. Many years ago, my child accidentally picked up heroin and that was the, uh, accidentally picked up cocaine and that was the day when I realized that everything was going south. No, absolutely not. No, take your parenting rights and shove them up your ass if you're so incompetent. Van Dorn remains behind bars with no bond at the- Ha ha. Hope you like dropping the soap. This time for a probation violation in Sarasota. Oh, that's not good. Violating probation. Yeah, that's not good. Not good. All right. All right. What do I got here? Oh, this is this is if um. Well, actually, you know what? Nah, I'm not gonna end on that note. I want to do something fun before the show ends. Uh. So uh, one of my friends suggested that uh, I go on uh, Christian Mingle, uh, a, another another online dating website. Uh, the answer to that is no, and I'm not doing any sort of online dating website ever again. I've been burnt too many times. Tried Match.com, that went nowhere. 
Uh, Plenty of Fish went nowhere. Tinder, nowhere. Bumble, nowhere. Pretty much, pretty, pretty, you know, pretty much all the heavy hitters I've tried. They all went nowhere. And eHarmony especially. And I got a little song about it. Back after this. In my apartment all alone, scrolling on my iPhone, looking for a nice woman online. My profile's boring at me, they're just snoring. Why is this an uphill climb? E-harmony, e-harmony. Man, this site wouldn't even let me drive Miss Daisy. They moved on, man, not again. I can't take all this rejection. I only want just one woman. E-harmony. Well, I'm just passing on the sofa deep in a root beer coma. It's such a sad sight to see. There's no girls, my lord. I'm feeling really bored. I hope the 40-year-old virgin ain't me. Come on, ladies. Someone date me. I hope I'm not sounding like a charity. Dr. Neil Clark Warren. I really think he is a sham. I think that whole damn site's a scam. E-harmony. In my apartment all alone, scrolling on my iPhone, looking for a nice woman online. Looking for a lover, but I feel like a sucker. Online dating is overhyped. E-harmony, e-harmony. Man, the site wouldn't even let me drive Miss Daisy. Come on, ladies, someone date me. If you get me at the friend zone, then you'll be gravy. The Lawrence Ross Show. Only got a couple of minutes left, so I just want to just conclude by saying thank you for listening to the program tonight. If you listened live or if you listened uh, on the podcast, thank you, everybody. Uh, well, would now like to uh, I, I just uh, uh, just want to conclude just real quick, uh, just saying that uh, this coming Sunday marks the seventy. My gosh, it marks the. Hang on, hang on. Let me get the seventy. Yeah, okay. It marks the seventy-seven year anniversary of the of the invasion of Normandy, D-Day. When, when the American troops stormed the beaches of Normandy 
And if you want a really good, if you want a great, uh, I should say, recreation of that, watch the first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie Saving Private Ryan because it is a great recreation of, of those battles. And we lost a lot of great men that day. And I think we owe it to ourselves to never forget the sacrifices that were made on that day so that we are allowed to enjoy our freedoms. I'll never forget, I was listening to the Cigar Dave show about seven years ago, and he and, and he, he was doing a show, and it was on Saturday, June 7th, and he gets on the air, and he does his opening segment, then he's about to go into his next, uh, his next uh, segment, and then he stops and he says, you know, folks, I was at Dunkin' Donuts yesterday, and I think it's an absolute disgusting travesty that... National Donut Day happened on the same, on the anniversary of D-Day. That is just disgusting, folks. That, that's disgusting. I'm outraged by that. So, so, so I hopped on social media and I, and, and, and I, and I, 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 I write to him. I go, hey, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, if it wasn't for Normandy, we wouldn't have National Donut Day. And he actually liked and retweeted it. So... I, I guess it. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess my message got to him. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it is important that we never forget the sacrifices made on the beaches of Normandy. And uh, here now, uh, 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 closing the show tonight with a clip of uh, 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 from the movie Patton. Uh, it's a General George Patton giving a uh, uh, giving a very iconic speech, and then that will lead right into. The Outrow. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Lawrence Ross. Thank you so much for listening to the program. Remember, folks, see with your heart and do good. And I will see you next Friday on the radio. Good night, everybody. Take care. And just be good to each other. Bye-bye. Now, I want you to remember that no bastard ever won war by dying for his country. He won it by making the other poor dumb bastard die for his country. Men, all this stuff you've heard about America not wanting to fight, wanting to stay out of the war, is a lot of horse dung. Americans traditionally love to fight. All real Americans love the sting of battle. When you were kids, you all admired the champion marble shooter, the fastest runner, big league ball players, the toughest boxers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Americans play to win all the time. I wouldn't give a hoot in hell for a man who lost and laughed. That's why Americans have never lost and will never lose a war. Because the very thought of losing is hateful to Americans. Now, an army is a team. It lives, eats, sleeps, fights as a team. This individuality stuff is a bunch of crap. The biggest bastards who wrote that stuff about individuality for the Saturday Evening Post 
don't know anything more about real battle than they do about fornicating. Now we have the finest food and equipment, the best spirit, and the best men in the world. You know, by God, I actually pity those poor bastards we're going up against. By God, I do. We're not just going to shoot the bastards. We're going to cut out their living guts and use them to grease the treads of our tanks. We're going to murder those lousy Hun bastards by the bushel. Now, some of you boys, I know, are wondering whether or not you'll chicken out under fire. Don't worry about it. I can assure you that you will all do your duty. The Nazis are the enemy. Wade into them. Spill their blood. Shoot them in the belly. When you put your hand into a bunch of goo that a moment before was your best friend's face, you know what to do. Now, there's another thing I want you to remember. I don't want to get any messages saying that we are holding our position. We're not holding anything. Let the Hun do that. We are advancing constantly and we're not interested in holding on to anything except the enemy. We're going to hold on to him by the nose and we're going to kick him in the ass. We're going to kick the hell out of him all the time and we're going to go through him like crap through a goose. There's one thing that you men will be able to say when you get back home. And you may thank God for it. 30 years from now, when you're sitting around your fireside with your grandson on your knee, and he asks you, what did you do in the great World War II? You won't have to say, well, I shoveled shit in Louisiana. All right, now you sons of bitches, you know how I feel. I will be proud to lead you wonderful guys into battle anytime, anywhere. That's all. Well, his 15 minutes of fame are over. I guess nobody can keep up that kind of intensity. You've been listening to The Lawrence Ross Show. You know the time you talk, the whole show sucks? Send them an email, blindlawrence at gmail.com. Check them out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all ending in forward slash blindlawrence. Who the hell cares? Check them out on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Lawrence Ross. Egomaniac. Keep up with the show on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash lross1987. The only Spanish you know is what you learned at Taco Bell. Search for the the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google, or stream it on your Amazon Echo device. <laughs> this week's episode of The Lawrence Ross Show is in the archives and down the tube. Get out! <laughs>
Cool. Yeah.